Welcome to Australian Hiker. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. Welcome to episode 15 of the Australian Hiker podcast. This is the first of a two-part series on the Canberra Centennial Trail and is also forms our bonus episodes for February 2017. In today's episode, we're going to go through and provide a bit of an overview of the trail itself, a bit of history to provide, give you an indication of why the trail was developed. We're going to go through and look at the trail route where the main sections are and why it goes where it does. We're going to look at the trail surface, what sort of surfaces go through to make up the trail. And then we're going to go through and progress on to some of the basic logistics about why I undertook this trip in the way that I did. The remainder of this episode will then consist of a series of recordings that I undertook over the period of the trip itself. Next week's episode was due to be our regular podcast, uh, but I'd like to actually go through and finish off the Centennial Trail review uh, because our regular episode after this one will be solo hiking and the Centennial Trail trip is relevant to that. The Canberra Centennial Trail is Canberra's longest walking track. It was officially opened on Sunday the 27th of October 2013 as part of the Centennial Celebrations for the City of Canberra. This track or this trail was developed as a walking and cycling track uh, as the then Chief Minister was a keen cyclist uh, and covers 145 kilometres that includes the main tourist areas of Canberra as well as remote bushland, particularly on the northern and southern ends. The trail itself goes through the central tourist area in Canberra and includes Going, walking past the War Memorial, both new and old Parliament House. It includes a number of the main peaks around Canberra, including Black Mountain, Mount Ainsley, uh, Mount Majura, uh, as well as some of the, the outer hills that aren't so commonly walked. In addition, it takes in some of the suburbs through Canberra uh, in, a lot of the, in, in a lot of the green space that's actually spread through the city itself. On the northern and southern reaches of the trail, you're in remote bushland. So this is a bit of a combination trail where you're, you've got an urban trail as well as a bush trail all combined into one. The trail surfaces tend to vary. You've got formed concrete and bitumen pathways that form our cycle paths through Canberra. A number of fire trails which are compacted uh, granite. Uh, as well as um, a series of rough, loosely formed dirt, trail, dirt walking trails in some of the areas as well. The unofficial guidebook that's been developed for this uh, walking trail has, the, has a, a suggested itinerary of seven days. The longest section is approximately 29 kilometres, with the shortest section being just on 13 kilometres. The trail itself really tends to be set up more as a cycling trail. 
There is only one official campsite uh, with camping not allowed on the rest of the bushland areas around the, uh, the rest of the trail. And this means that you either need to either A, camp illegally, B, do it as a section hike whereby you stop at a certain point, get picked up uh, or get transport home, come back to the same point and continue on. And this from an American perspective is known as a section hike. As a cycling trail, 145 kilometres for fit cyclists, two to two to three days is not an, an unrealistic sort of expectation. For many walkers, uh, a seven-day trip is not going to be done in seven days straight. It's going to be done over a much longer period, and it might be a day a month or a day every couple of months to finish the trail off. For me, I chose to do this walking track in three days. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I tend to have to be a bit extreme in some of the things I do. And I chose to do this in three days for a couple of reasons. Firstly, I had a four-day long weekend period that I could use. So if I needed the additional day, I could either have it as either a rest day or as a, an additional walking day if required. Now, the reason for three days from my perspective, those of you may have, who may have listened to episode 12, where I undertook a 54-kilometer walk in one day. Now, the reason for that walk and this particular walk was to learn, out, learn what my tolerances and what my abilities actually were. I learned when I did the Mount Bembry walk in December last year that I was capable of walking that sort of distance in a given day but I needed to know whether I could back up the distances over a series of days. Now, the reason for this, from my perspective, is next year I have a 1,000-kilometre-plus walk planned, and I need to be able to work out, from a planning perspective, what I'll be able to go through and do. Uh, this is certainly not the sort of walk that most people would undertake, um, but again, the idea of doing this walk will give you an indication of what it's like potentially from a seven-day walk perspective. I chose to do this trail in the end of January, uh, partly because it was tied in with a, an extended long weekend, but also because I had a series of other walks planned over the next 12 to 18 months, and unfortunately, timing-wise, this is when it really suited me to do this walk. The one problem with choosing to do the walk at this time of the year was the extreme heat. Now, Forecasts for this period range between around about 30 to 37, 38 degrees. And from my perspective, it was going to be a matter of I may not complete in the time period that I had actually allocated for myself, more from a safety perspective than anything else. Now, the following audio is a series of recordings which I did on the three days that I actually did this walk. As mentioned before, for me, it was a very big learning experience about my limits uh, and it's given me a good oversight and a good ability to plan for these longer walks that I have over the next few years. Interspersed with these on-trail recordings, I'll also provide a bit of commentary to give a bit more context into what I was going through at the time. In addition, I'll have a written article including photos and maps that will appear on the website over the next couple of days as well. It's, um, it's 5.53 on Australia Day, 2017. 
Um, it's uh, January 26th. Um, I'm just sitting here um, just on the side of the road uh, at my chosen start point. Uh, and today I'm actually going to be starting my walk, my three-day walk on the Canberra Centennial Trail. Um, I've, uh, I've chosen to start at this particular location. Uh, I've gone through and broken down the, uh, the trail into equal segments. Uh, and this is a, uh, for me, it's a logical start point. And I'll actually uh, go through and put um, a map up on the, uh, on the website just to have a look at to see where I started. And I'll, I'll put some photos up as well. Uh, today is forecast to be around about 30 degrees Celsius. Um, and um, certainly the next day, next couple of days are very similar, 32 degrees tomorrow and 35 degrees for the last day. So I'm wanting to get an early sort of start. Um, based on having done uh, a third of the trail last year, um, I'm estimating I'll take somewhere between around about uh, roughly 10 to 11 hours to complete my approximately 50 odd kilometres today. I'm not quite sure of the exact distance I'll be doing today. I know it's in um, it's around about 53 to 58 kilometres, uh, but there's a lot of little optional sidewalks off this trip, so it depends on what I end up doing. Um, I'll talk to you through the day and let you know how I'm going. Just before I go too much further on day one, I ended up doing 58.8 kilometres, and for me that's the longest hike that I've ever actually done in a single day. Now my reasoning for choosing my starting point was that Jill was actually dropping me off in the morning in a car, and that was going to be where I was going to finish at the end of day three, hopefully. So I wanted somewhere that was easily accessible by vehicle, uh, and uh, an easy sort of point to, uh, to locate on the map. It's uh, 7.03, uh, I've been going for about an hour and five minutes now. Um, the sun's sort of uh, starting to come up well and truly, or it's well and truly over the horizon. It's starting to get, you know, to get uh, um, still in that pre-daylight sort of area where it uh, hasn't broken over the hills and ridges yet. Uh, temperature's about uh, 16 and a half degrees. Um, and the forecast of the day is pretty good, as I said earlier on. It's uh, originally it was going to be forecast for showers for a couple of days, and that's that's cleared through. Um, keeping a reasonably good pace at the moment. I'm averaging uh, around about five and a half kilometres an hour. Um, I'm sort of picking up pace now. I'm sort of a bit more confident in the trail. I'm finding the trail markers uh, are quite good. Uh, they're at uh, good enough intervals that you know where you, uh, you've got confidence in where you're going. Uh, I've got maps and I've got a, a GPS as well with the, the trail marked out. Uh, but uh, in all honesty, I'm finding that I don't really, I don't think I'm going to need them, uh, particularly for, for this sort of area. And I think if it keeps on like this, I think it'll be right for the rest of the trip. Um, one thing I find really interesting with this, this trail um, uh, I talked about this at the, the beginning of the podcast uh, in relation to the history of the trail. Um, um, but the trail went in uh, a number of years ago uh, and there's now newer suburbs uh, that have gone extended past where the edge of the trail is. The trail used to skirt around the outskirts of, skirts of all the suburbs uh, and now, particularly for where I started uh, in the Malongai Valley, 
Um, there's now uh, the trails now basically in the middle of the houses for that sort of section. I've been walking on a number of different types of surfaces um, and again I'll put photos of this up on the, um, uh, the written post for this on the website. Um, I've had bitumen to start with for the first, uh, first couple of kilometres, uh, then I went on to um, onto Dirt Trail. Um, I'm now just about to go up on Corman Ridge, so I'm sort of starting to get into, uh, still on the edge of the housing, and I'll always have the, always have the views of, of Canberra for a, for a reasonable amount of the trip. Um, uh, there are some sections that you feel like you very well and truly are in the bush, uh, but there's a, there's a good mixture of that. Um, but I'm starting to sort of go up and up one of the, the first first real hill, for want of a better term. Um, and certainly it is a hill, it's not a mountain, so it's not going to be too difficult. Okay, talk to you later. It's uh, 8.25. Uh, I've been going for just on two and a half hours now. Um, and I've done... Um, approximately or just on 12.9 kilometers so I'm averaging about 5.3 kilometers an hour moving speed at the moment uh, which is uh, which I'm happy with um, one of the things I mean, I've always realized that about Canberra for those of you who who aren't familiar with Canberra um, uh, it's often called the bush capital uh, it's got a lot of um, green space open space uh, throughout the city so I'm traveling through on the edge of the suburbs in a lot of areas and I've got houses on one side and bushland on the other um, so it's uh, it's quite a quite a, a contrast compared to a lot of cities around the world um, weather's been quite good at the moment it's 24 degrees uh, so far holding up okay I can feel the, the warmth is starting to come on now so I thought I'd just stop and have a bit of a bit of a morning tea break uh, before I continue on. Um, I haven't done. I've done parts parts of the uh, walk before that I've done this morning, um, uh, but not all of it. So uh, Mount Arawang was uh, was quite good. Uh, quite good views. Um, and you're getting to see. I'm getting to see. Even though I've lived in Canberra for a lot of my life. I'm getting to see parts of the city that I haven't seen before, so it's been quite good in that respect. Uh, you can hear just a bit of traffic, or possibly hear a bit of traffic in the background. Uh, not a lot of traffic, but I'm, I'm sitting fairly close to a road, only about um, probably 20 metres away from a road. Um, and um, uh, it's a large sort of road too, so there's a bit of traffic going past every so often. It's 9.22, I'm just at Kambar Pool, um, and we're done just on about 17.5 kilometres. This is the first location on this trail, from my starting point at least, where you'll get constructed toilets and a car park, uh, and there's also a water tank as well, so if you need to top it with water, here's an option. Um, what I've found over the last sort of half hour is I've left the outskirts of Canberra now and I'm into into bushland. So Canberra Pool is one of the main swimming areas on the outskirts of Canberra. Uh, there's a nude beach further up for those that are inclined. Um, but now I'm walking along uh, the banks of the Malonglo River 
uh, in one of the, the gorges. And again, I'll post some photos of this through here. Um, it's very different sort of terrain than uh, a lot of the Namaji National Park further south where I do a lot of my walking. Um, it's much drier. It's different sort of woodland. Um, it's certainly not a wilderness area, but it's uh, it's very remote and it's also uh, it's also quite enjoyable for a walk. Going okay so far, averaging around about um, 5.2 kilometres overall, um, uh, including breaks, which is again that's that's fine by me. Um, I think I've worked out that. Um, uh, without doing any side trails, I'll end up walking somewhere between, as I said, about 50 to 55 kilometres today. Um, so I'm trying to do the, the three days in approximately three equal components as far as I can. Tomorrow is probably one of my sh is my shortest day from what I can work out. Uh, temperatures just had just on 29 degrees, uh, and it's still only uh, 9:30. So the forecast of 30 degrees, I think we're going to go past that pretty well. And I think we're probably going to end up with the mid-30s. Uh, it's going to be a bit hot towards the end of the day. Um, but I know I know from past experience that uh, I've got uh, a fair amount of area uh, in the shade. Uh, once I get into the Tugnong Valley proper, which is the, uh, the southern valley in the city of Canberra, I'll have, um, it'll be quite open for a few hours, uh, probably about two hours, and then I'm back into uh, uh, getting a bit of tree coverage and a bit of shade later in the afternoon. It's 11.22, I'm um, just on 27 kilometres into the trip for today, um, and as this trip tends to showcase the, the city of Canberra, it tends to go through a number of the main main urban areas. So I've actually come through the Tuggerong Town Centre now. So I thought I'd avail myself and have uh, have takeaway lunch. So Kentucky Fried Chicken is is obviously the food you tend to have when you when you're out hiking. Uh, not something I normally do, but um, I must admit I'm just not feeling like feeling enthusiastic about having a uh, a peanut butter wrap. So. Uh, I thought I'll uh, have a decent sort of lunch, uh, keep, the, keep the energy up for the afternoon and I've still got plenty of food to last me through the end of the day so it's not a problem there. Uh, so far been pretty good, I came across a family um, about an hour or so ago, uh, uh, mum and dad and a couple of kids, um, it was good to see families out on days off getting out and hiking. Um, it's uh, it's relatively quiet given it's a public holiday. I must admit, I uh, for some reason I, I keep on thinking it's Saturday rather than a Thursday as a public holiday. So it's, uh, it's it gets a bit confusing when you're trying to work out where, where all the traffic's gone to. All right, I'll have my lunch and then I will keep on going. It's uh, 1:03. Uh, I've just been going for a tiny bit over seven hours now. And I've done just on 30, just over 35 kilometres, so I'm averaging um, uh, five kilometres an hour, which is where I want it to be. Um, I must admit, going through and stopping and doing podcasts and taking photos to the website certainly slows me down because uh, last time I did this trip, I was averaging about six kilometres an hour, um, but not fast. Um, five kilometres an hour is a good sort of pace, keeping me comfortable. And I've had breaks as well, which uh, last time I came through, I just virtually just didn't have breaks at all. I'd just grab some food and, and keep on eating as I was walking. 
Um, Temperature-wise, um, it's sort of stabilised. It's in the high 20s now, so it's not too bad. Uh, sort of uh, got up fairly quickly, but it stayed there. It hasn't kept on going. Uh, so it is quite warm, uh, and I have been out in the open. I'm just about to go over uh, an area called uh, Waniasa Hills, uh, which is a one of the buffer zones between the suburbs. Uh, it's native uh, native bushland. Um, not it is a lot of trees, but certainly in the pathway, it's not too heavily heavily treed, so it is a bit open and it's going to be a bit exposed. Um, once I get into the next segment, I certainly am I'm walking into a shadier areas, which is a bit better. Um, quite comfortable with the pace so far. Um, it's been quite interesting. Um, uh, last time I came through here, it was an organised event. It was the Canberra two-day walk last year, and there were sort of uh, quite a large number of people doing the walk, whereas this time there's, there's no-one around apart from that family and a few cyclists that I've seen earlier today. So it's a bit more peaceful. It's just after 2.30... Excuse me. I've uh, been going for about eight and a half hours, still averaging five kilometres an hour, uh, so I'm up to 43.24 kilometres for the day. I've got probably eight kilometres left to go, eight to nine kilometres uh, approximately. Um, I just had to stop a few minutes ago just to pull all the... I thought I had sand or grit in my shoes and it ended up being grass seeds. Um, they, they, they sort of felt like they were annoying me so rather than risk getting blisters for the next couple of days I just stopped for a couple of minutes and just uh, picked all the seeds out of my socks and they're fine now uh, These uh, the last time I came through here I had a different pair of shoes on um, and they were causing me problems they were actually too broad for my feet I don't have a particularly narrow foot but uh, these shoes were pretty wide uh, and as a result I found I was actually gripping using my toes to grip the, the sole of the shoe uh, and they end up getting blisters on the toes as a result. Uh, but at the moment, I'm fine. Uh, feet are feeling really good. And I must admit, the amount of walking, walking I've been doing over the last couple of months in particular, um, I've got a layer of callus across the bottom of my, the ball of my feet and toes, so they're, they're, they're pretty good in relation to long-distance walks. Uh, reasonably warm still. Um, I'll, uh, I'll have a look and see what the uh, what the, the weather bureau is telling me uh, the temperature is, um, but it's uh, it, it's certainly noticeable. Um, so it's um, I, you know, I got to the stage where I only brought a two-litre bladder with me, uh, which was a mistake. Normally, for a 50-kilometre walk, I'd expect to have go through three litres of water. Uh, and then refill up again and use an extra litre and a half, so about four and a half litres all up. Uh, and I did actually, um, uh, I have actually got a couple of fill-up points, uh, but I didn't have it early enough. And while I could have actually got to the first fill-up point, I would have been pretty dry. Uh, temperature's now just on 30 degrees, so it's stabilised around that sort of temperature for the day. Um, so it is, uh, it is a reasonably sort of warm day. Um, it's... The section I've just come through, Fadden Pines and Isaac Pines, uh, they're actually pine forests. So you're going from a lot of uh, native bushland to pine trees, which gave a bit of a shade. Um, now I'm back into where I'm at, back into now is uh, is um, uh, back into native bushland. One of the things I find about this trip compared to say the um, Mount Bimbury trip, which I did just before Christmas uh, in 2016. Um, it was a natural trail that had just been cleared 
uh, in this case here, this is a series of fire trails, bitumen, in some instances concrete, um, and the trail that is natural has been fairly heavily compacted, so it is a bit harder on the feet uh, than the Mount Bimbri Trail. Um, and I think the other thing as well with Mount Bimbri, that had quite a bit of rain leading up to my walk, so um, the ground was a bit softer, whereas um, the last month has been relatively dry, apart from a few rain, rain showers or rainstorms. Um, and as a result, it's, uh, I'm certainly feeling it on the feet. But uh, again, I'm coping quite well. Um, I've got um, probably another um, one or two kilometres at most, and then I'm back into the suburbs. Um, and I'll walk through one of the suburbs back out into bushland again and then I'm back into uh, central Canberra itself uh, which will carry me through to till the end of the day um, talk to you later just uh, further to the last uh, last uh, um, update that I did in relation to water I meant to say so I was running a bit low on water um, I probably needed an extra litre to get me through to my first fill up point uh, and had I had my had I have had my three litre bladder, I would have been fine on that. Um, but I, because I was walking at the back of the suburbs of Isaacs and Fadden, uh, there were plenty of houses along there. I just uh, um, asked one of the people that were in their backyard if if I could top up some water from one of their taps, and they were quite obliging, so it was fine. So had I been really really concerned uh, and didn't want to ask anyone for to use one of their taps I could have walked down to the shops in Isaac but it would have been sort of a, you know, a kilometre detour down then back again so I preferred not to do that. It's uh, 3.38 um, I'm at the Red Hill shops um, having a bit of a, a, a rest uh, temperature is currently 31 degrees at the moment so it's uh, hottest it's been all day I've done just on 47.4 kilometres. Um, I'm averaging 4.9 kilometres per hour. Again, certainly every time I have a break, it sort of drops and, and then picks back up again. So I should be close on five by the time I actually finish the... or a bit over five by the time I finish this afternoon. Um, it's certainly starting to feel the heat now. I mean, I've been drinking plenty of water, so... Um, so far today, I've had four litres of water and I just topped up another two um, at the shops so that's six litres um, and then I, and I had another litre before, when I, when I, before I started this morning so I've had quite a bit of water um, and I bought a, a sugary drink at the shops as well just to get a bit of energy back again pretty good in that respect um, I'm being conscious about making sure I eat fairly regularly sort of small snacks every sort of hour uh, fairly high high sugar content uh, so dried dried pineapple um, uh, the KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken for lunch uh, and I've been eating um, uh, protein bars and uh, um, uh, and uh, yeah, things like cheese sticks as well so um, getting a better feel for these long trips and long days about what my food requirements are and again I've still got way too much food Oh, sorry, I also had an apple as well. Um, so yeah, way too much food for today. Um, but it's better, better to have too much than not enough. I just bought an ice cream at the shops as well, uh, just to try and cool me down a bit. I'm not... 
I'm not overheating, but again, it's just, uh, just nice to actually cool down a bit. I'm looking forward to having a sit down tonight, um, soaking my, my legs in a bath, um, and then do it all again tomorrow. It's uh, 6.17. I'm at the Kokoda Trail plaque at the bottom of the uh, Kokoda Track walking track going up to Mount Ainsley. Um, and um, I just finished for the day. Uh, distance wise, 58.79 kilometres at 4.8 kilometres per hour. Uh, certainly when I was moving, I'm walking at 6 kilometres per hour, but when you add the brakes, and it brings it back to 4.8. Feeling pretty tired. I mean, this is certainly out of the three days, this is certainly the longest of the days. Uh, tomorrow I'll need to check, but I think it was roughly about 40 kilometres. Um, I, we actually live relatively close to here, so I'm going home to sleep for the night, uh, and then I'll come back down and restart the trail again tomorrow. Tomorrow night I'm actually camping on the only campsite on the trail. Um, so I've got uh, a different pack tomorrow with food for uh, to the two days basically um, been pretty good the weather's down to about 27 degrees now um, I mean I've done it quite a number of times but again the trail takes you through the parliamentary triangle gives you really good views of uh, the war memorial as you're coming up to it and then looking back towards uh, new, old parliament house and new parliament house on the other side of the lake so certainly it's uh, the trial was really designed to showcase Canberra and it, and it does that uh, so tomorrow, back here relatively early again, it's going to be a hot day, I think it's supposed to be about 33 tomorrow, so I'm going to um, try and get a, a, a bit earlier start rather than sort of starting at 6, I'll look at starting at, try and start at least at 5.30. Okay, see you tomorrow. So that was the end of day one for me of my three-day trip. One thing I didn't actually put on uh, as part of a recording, uh, as I was having a bit of a break coming down off the top of Red Hill, um, I came across two gentlemen walking up the hill and one of them stopped and said, oh, didn't I see you this morning down in, uh, in, uh, in Malonglo Valley? And I'd realised, or he realised, that he'd been cycling down there in the morning uh, and uh, was surprised to see me having walked the, uh, half the length of Canberra. You tend not to recognise people when they, uh, they look different from the last time you saw them. Um, I had a very good sleep that night uh, and definitely appreciated having the rest. The next series of recordings is the start of day two. It's uh, 6.46 on day two of the, my centennial trail walk. Um, been going for uh, roughly around about half an hour now. Just started off back down in Remembrance Park where I was yesterday uh, and I've done uh, just over two kilometres. Bit of a slow move this morning, average speed so far is only 3.2 kilometres um, and essentially that's because my first piece of uh, trail this morning is walking up Mount Ainsley. Um, <coughs> Mount Ainsley is probably the main uh, lookout point in Canberra um, Black Mountain Tower, which I'll put an image of on the website, is also the other main lookout. Uh, but for that one, you have to uh, pay to go up the tower. 
Uh, so it's pretty good, but uh, this, one's, this one's you can just drive up or walk up quite easily and you get very good views. A uh, bit of cloud cover at the moment, which is quite nice because the forecast today is 33 degrees. Um, currently it's 16 degrees, so I'm, looking, I'm definitely happy about that after the 33 we had yesterday. Um, recovered well after last night, very stiff and sore uh, when I stopped last night. Um, just rolled, rolled the muscles out uh, and that's made a big difference, so I'm feeling a lot more comfortable. It's uh, 10.47, uh, it's probably a bit echoey where I am at the moment, I'm in the shade underneath a, uh, an o the road overpass, um, the sun came out around about 15-20 uh, minutes ago so it's starting to heat up, it's 21 degrees now, I think uh, we forecast 33 degrees today so we're sort of starting to climb towards that. Uh, progressing well, uh, averaging three and a half kilometres per hour. Um, I've done 16.5 kilometres, so probably about another, uh, roughly about another 20 kilometres to go. Um, so that should take me another, what, six to seven hours? Uh, six hours, so that should probably be around about, uh, um, probably about 4.35, somewhere around there this afternoon at the campsite, if I keep on going at this pace. Just stopped in at the Air Force War Memorial, which is the rest area on the highway, uh, used the toilet facilities. Um, there is a sink and a tap there, but no water. So be very careful if you're planning on using this one as a, as a water top-up. That could be a bit of a problem. I don't know whether the, the system's faulty or the tanks just run out. But yeah, it was, uh, uh, I was thinking about it. I've still got plenty of water, but I thought I might as well top up. Um, save me having to do it later on today. Um, I haven't done this part of the trail before, so it's sort of, it's different than what I'm used to. We're more into open woodland, uh, ex-farmland area. Um, it's... Uh, it is very different than what I've done yesterday, um, and it's quite interesting. So I'll finish having my break and having something to eat, and then I'll keep on going. It's uh, ten past twelve. Just stopped for lunch. Um, been going just a, a couple of minutes over six hours now. Um, temperature's gotten up to 25 degrees and starting to heat starting to sort of take it take its toll um, so I'm uh, have a, a bit of a break here and have some lunch and sort of cool down a bit um, this last section has pretty much been on on a, uh, a service road and it's been very open with very little shade um, I've only just started to come back into the treed area after being in an open paddock for quite a while. So heading towards the the northern border of the ACT. Um, camping at the northern campground tonight. Um, and I've still got uh, still got a little way to go yet. Um, uh, realistically I've got probably uh, another um, 13, 14, 15 kilometres roughly. Um, 
So realistically, there's another four four hours or so. Um, certainly going slower than yesterday with the um, the heavier pack on. As I said yesterday, I just had a day pack on with fairly limited. Uh, I was carrying fairly limited equipment. Today I've got tent, uh, cooking gear, food, uh, sleeping bag. Um, and in, by some strange chance it gets really cold, I do have a, a lightweight down jacket as well. So I'll, uh, I'll certainly be, uh, be covered as far as uh, um, um, uh, equipment uh, if I need it. Um, fairly quiet. I've only really seen a couple of bike riders in the last hour or so. Uh, I don't know if you, you might be able to hear it. There's a plane going overhead from the airport. But otherwise, again, it's it's pretty much in in remote area, virtually no one around. It's um, it's two oh eight in the afternoon. Uh, I've done just over twenty seven kilometres, um, and I'm averaging three point four kilometres an hour, um, including breaks. Currently, the temperature is twenty nine degrees, so it's gotten reasonably warm. Uh, we've still got a forecast of 33 degrees, so see how we go in the next hour and a half, whether we're going to reach that or not. It is certainly getting reasonably hot. Um, one thing I didn't haven't mentioned so far, particularly today, was the issue of water. Um, I uh, stayed at home last night because I live fairly close to uh, the War Memorial, so I was able to just um, duck off the track, um, grab my bigger pack with all my camping gear, uh, and I actually grabbed, uh, uh, apart from my normal three-litre bladder, I grabbed an extra two-litre bladder just in case. Um, I've passed, I'm in Mulligan's Flat Nature Reserve at the moment, and there's actually two ponds here you could actually top up from, providing you have a filter. Uh, and I've also stopped at the wolf shed now and actually filled up my water um, from, uh, from the water tank at the side of the wall shed. The water tank does say water not for drinking uh, and again I wouldn't drink it without a filter but I've got a, uh, a Sawyer mini filter so it's going to pick up just about everything except viruses um, and I think that should uh, keep me reasonably healthy so that's fine. Um, plodding along slowly, um, certainly my pace has, as I mentioned earlier, is, is slower than yesterday with the extra pack and what I'm finding is my feet certainly are feeling it. Um, haven't got any blisters but um, I'm certainly getting sore feet because the uh, Mulligan's Flat, the road is actually um, compressed crushed granite. Uh, so I've been walking on fire trail for quite a lot of today uh, and it's fairly hard on the feet compared to just uh, uh, a straight dirt trail uh, on many of the walking tracks around the place. Um, I must admit I prefer not to walk on on fire trails if I can help it. Uh, they're fairly wide, not a lot of shade, uh, and it's um, uh, it's certainly sort of causing me to heat up a bit. So I'm taking more breaks than I normally would do. But again, it's not a. I've got plenty of time to get where I need to, so it's not a problem. Um, based on where I am, from Parliament House to the northern campground is just on 40 kilometres but I started at the War Memorial which is about three kilometres away so that should mean 
I've got somewhere around about the 35 to 37 kilometer mark is where I will finish off today. So I've got basically 8 to 10 kilometers to go. Um, so again, that should be two and a half hours, maybe three hours, uh, depending on what I do and whether I've taken any more, how many more breaks I take. Reasonable amount of wildlife in Mulligan's Flat, which is to be expected. Uh, the area has been fenced off. It's got it's an electric fence. Um, it's designed to keep cats and foxes out, um, and they've released um, um, a, a number of wildlife species into this area that normally wouldn't survive because of the foxes or the cats. Um, so it's. Um, um, yeah, I'll probably know more or know less wildlife than I've seen during the daytime in other areas. Um, but apparently at night time there's a lot more light a lot more of the marsupial life about. And that's where I'll leave it for uh, today's episode. Uh, we've still got to run about it, uh, just on uh, a day and a third left to go, uh, which I'll finish off in next week's additional bonus episode. Uh, I'll also go through and do a review of the trail and what I've actually thought of the trail having now or once I actually finish it um, and what I learnt about myself as a hiker and certainly uh, for me this this hike was a very big learning experience uh, in a number of, for a number of different reasons so I think you'll find that quite interesting. So this episode uh, as always is available for download from the website it's available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio uh, please let people know that this podcast exists uh, and if you're feeling so inclined, if you can give us a rating on podcast, on uh, iTunes as well just to encourage uh, um, the, the search engines to find us a bit easier. Look forward to finishing this trip off next week and as I mentioned, next week should have been our regular fortnightly podcast but uh, that will be pushed off to the following week um, uh, mainly because... Our next regular podcast will be on solo hiking. Uh, and this, uh, this trip that I've just done on Centennial Trail is very relevant towards that. So I just wanted to finish that off before I went into discussing solo hiking. Look forward to talking to you next week. That's all from us. Bye for now.